1: she had a problem and that is that her tv went out and this went out and that went out so something was seriously wrong so when she calls you what do you tell her well let me go look at it and see what's wrong or you just tell her pay me more money
2: This is the plaintiff, Jira Green. She says she paid the defendant, a so-called electrician, to install a new electrical panel in her house, and he almost caused an explosion. That's right. Her house could have blown up because he didn't upgrade things properly. And she wants him to refund the $1,300 she's owed. This is the defendant, Dennis Harris. He says he's a qualified electrician who's been doing this kind of work since he was nine years old back in Jamaica. He did an excellent job for the plaintiff. She's just mad because he told her he was going to charge her for some additional work, which she wanted him to do for free. And here they are. He's accused of charging up a customer. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Million in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Million is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome.
1: All right, Miss Green... You are suing your former electrician, Mr. Harris, for $1,300 that you paid him that you want returned to you because what he did almost blew up your house. Tell me what happened.
3: Um, I met the defendant in Queens on Farmers one day, and I just bought this house in Long Island. And I was explaining to him I needed an electrician for my pool to upgrade my electrical work in my house to get a pool and a spa. So So I gave him the opportunity to come to my house. The words you said to
1: him were what? I need, I need somebody to upgrade
3: my panel. My panel is 100 watts, and I need it to be 200 to hold the pool and the spa. That's what I asked him. So he said he'll upgrade the panel. Come to find out, when I, I, um, on April 5th, he came. I gave him 500. He changed one of the couple of circuit breakers. Then he came back again on May 14th, 2020. I gave him $1,000. He's supposed to finish the work. He never finished. A couple of weeks later, one of the circuit breakers blew. The power went up outside, upstairs. The TV went out, and my room went out. And so I, I said, "Why?" Well, I called Dennis, and I said, "My TV's going out in my room. Something's wrong." So when I went downstairs, and I, t- I looked, but I didn't. I just clicked the circuit breaker, went back. So I clicked it back, and then I called him. He kept saying he was at work. He never came. That's when I hired another electrician, and I kept calling. Then he would not, he would not not never come. Okay,
1: and then you have the estimate from the new electrician who's saying this panel needs to be upgraded. Did you actually pay them, and did they already upgrade it?
3: Yeah, it's already done. Okay, paid them already. All
1: right, and Mr. Um, Harris, what's your response to what she's saying? She's saying that what you did was useless because she needed to upgrade the panel. Talk to me.
4: Okay, Your Honor. She said she needs me to to come and look at her panel at her house because when she turn her air conditions on, it trips. I went over to her house. She had a 16-circuit panel, which is a small panel, and half of the wires were not in it because she said there were no outlets, right? So I did the panel. Miss Green paid. What me do you mean by did the panel? I'm going to need you to be more specific. What does did the okay. panel I mean? In, I, I installed a new panel, a 36 way circuit panel in Miss Green's basement. Okay. Did you increase think, the amperage from 100 to 200? That, that was after I finished. When I finished and got paid, she, she called me and, and bugged me about I said, You have to give me $250 extra. She said, okay. Had she
1: ever said me. to you that she wanted you to increase the amperage?
4: After I finished
1: the job. No, but I mean, before had she ever said it? No. So why do you think she was saying it now? Because she says that whatever you put in wasn't going to be able to support the pool and everything else uh, because things Your were Honor, tripping. The yeah. the thing, First, she said you were blowing up her house, but now she says it's just click, click, click because it was yes. turning off, which was the same problem she had before, though,
4: wasn't it? Yes. And and I changed, and put him to a brand new circuit panel. Okay. All brand new breakers. Okay.
1: I hear you. But Mr. Harris, hear me. She had a problem. And that is that her TV went out and this went out and that went out. So something was seriously wrong. So when she calls you, what do you tell her? Well, let me go look at it and see what's wrong. Or you just tell her, pay me more money.
4: No, I didn't tell her. I said to her, let me, I'm coming there. to come to see what is the problem. I went. I checked it, I said, I don't see any problem. How you say a TV blue? I, I stood there with her for a couple, I said, turn everything on, turn everything on while I'm here. And uh, let me see if there's anything blue and nothing blue, your honor.
1: Okay. And so, it it but you know it head. happened because she called you and told you it happened. She's not gonna make it up at a whole she, clock. She, if it wasn't happening, there's no reason to call you. I'm, she already paid you, you yeah, already left. She's not making it up. <laughs> So maybe it just didn't happen the time that you were standing there. You know, if it happens at all, it's a problem.
4: But, 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 Your Honor, what I'm saying, yeah, it's a problem. But what I'm saying, Your Honor, if I tell her to turn everything on while I'm there, if there was any problem, it would have tripped if it was weak.
1: Mr. Harris, do you think she's she was lying about it tripping and that's why she called you?
4: That's, that's what she's doing, Your Honor.
1: Oh, you, you, you think the breakers never tripped when she called you and said the breakers tripped? That you think she made that up? Yeah.
4: I, she made it up because she wanted to dust because I said, give me, back, give me money to do the, the plan, extra money. She says, no. Okay. I paid you already. But, but Mr. Harris, Mr. Harris,
1: me. hear me out a second. Something caused her to call <laughs> you, right? The circuit breaker. Yeah, Ms., Ms. Green, I'm not it? talking to you.
4: Mr. Harris, like something caused Miss Green to call you. Maybe, Your know, sometimes maybe it could be an extra voltage coming in or something like that and it tripped. Okay, so what ended up, let me see. Now, how is it
1: that the, are you li- a licensed electrician, Mr. Harris?
4: Not yet. I didn't
1: know. All right. What do you mean you didn't know? He told me he, told me he did have one. He told you he was know. licensed. I Why see- didn't you ask to see it? And he was licensed. why don't you ask to see I, it I, nobody I cares exactly. everybody just wants a good price and then after everything hits the fan right, then all right. of a sudden ask, they're ms and show me your license okay um right. I didn't ask all right so now here is the new proposal how is it that they, they wanted to charge to or they did 2,500 more
3: i got more work done
1: so how am 8, i gonna 000. right so how am i gonna figure out what it costs to upgrade it you want all the money back but he brought wires in there and he did work so you'll have to explain to me how all of the work he did
3: was useless that's what i need to understand okay because he only did the panel um judge millennia he did the panel that was it he didn't do anything but the panel yeah i know i had to get a whole new panel right the panel i paid 1500
1: according to him the the upgrade part would have been 250 dollars How would the upgrade part have only been $250, Mr. Harris? No, it
3: was $1,500. Mr. Harris, and only
1: Mr. Harris. How was the upgrade part going to only be $250? Uh, Explain uh, to me what $1,500 covered and what $250 would have covered.
4: Okay, $1,500 was for the panel to install a new circuit panel, 36 circuit panels, 36 breakers, a brand new panel. I put the panel, take the old one off the wall, install the mm-hmm. new one, get all the wires exactly. to it. Ms. Green, please do
1: not speak while someone else is speaking. Go ahead, Mr. Harris.
4: Yes, ma'am, thank you. I installed the new panel, put the wires in, it attached each of them to each other breakers, and I found some wires that was rolled up inside Miss Green's ceiling that needed to go in the panel. When I left there, they were all working. So hard. when I she asked you to,
1: uh, to increase the amperage, what would that have
4: required you to do? I would have to go back, take that, that breaker out. Breaker? And buy a new Wait, breaker. Wait, did you
1: mean panel?
4: No, the main breaker. That's okay. The, that's what is the main breaker. Okay. I have to buy a new, a, a new one, take that one out, and put it in, in that panel. The main breaker is what carried the amperage.
1: Um, Ms. Green, the new electrician is someone who's already been paid, right? Do you have an affidavit from them? Or can you get them on the phone? Yeah, right now. Let's try that. Yeah, because he's lying. What's that number?
3: Jose. And he does good work.
1: Okay, so I'm just going to ask you, please, to not talk. I'm not. Hello, Mr. Rumania. This is Judge Milian from the People's Court. How are you today?
5: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. So, Mr. Rumania, talk to me and tell me when Ms. Green called you to come and look at stuff, what was it she told you was wrong and what she needed you to do?
4: Um, she hired somebody to do the upgrade of the service from 100 amps to a 200 amps.
1: Right.
3: But the person that did the job uh, only replaced the panel.
1: Why did she need 200 amps, do you think?
5: Because she wanted to put a, um, a swimming pool and a uh, hot tub. And the panel that she had was very small. It was a new panel, but was still a 100-amp panel.
1: Can I ask you a question? Would that 100-amp panel allow the attaching of a swimming pool and jacuzzi?
5: No.
3: Mm-mm. No.
1: Okay. Nope. So that had to be upgraded in order to allow for a swimming pool and jacuzzi?
4: Yes.
1: Okay. Mr. Umanya, muchas gracias. Mm-hmm. Adios. The only remaining question is, did you know and did she tell you that she was going to put in a swimming pool and a jacuzzi? And if I look and if I find that, in fact, you knew that she was putting in a swimming pool and a jacuzzi, then you should have darn well known that she was going to need... Greater amperage. But on top of that, even without the installation of the swimming pool and the jacuzzi, it was already failing. Now, she expects you to be the expert. You knew because in your quote, you say swimming pool and jacuzzi that she's going to be bringing in. So I find that she is entitled to her $1,300 back, and I am ordering you to pay her back her $1,300. That is my verdict. Good luck, folks.
5: Well, the plaintiff looks really happy, Mr. Harris. I don't think you're so happy. What do you think about the judge's decision? You got to give the money back. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. You're okay. I'm okay. Do, do you think you could have done a better job for her?
4: I've done a better job, but just she's just, you know, vindictive. It's okay. It's okay.
5: All right. No well, you're a pretty amenable guy. All right. Good enough. You lost the case, but you still seem okay. Ms. Green, you seem very happy. You're
3: you in a good mood very now, happy. aren't you? Very happy. Yes, I'm gonna celebrate. Yes, I'm glad this <laughs> just seen what it was worth. What he what he he's seen what I couldn't really explain, but that's what I wanted: 200 amps with an upgrade, with a jacuzzi and pool, and I got it. So thank <laughs> okay. you so much for letting We're me on your show. It. And shout out to Queen,
6: nice. y'all I'm in the building. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that lady's in a good mood. Really thank good you. mood.
7: <laughs> Harvey, let's get your perspective on this case. So, Doug, it's a good example of getting everything in writing up front so when you make a contract with somebody to do work like this, you write down exactly what services are supposed to be performed for the money that you're paying. Write it down as specifically as possible. She did enough that the judge said he didn't do the job, and that's why she got her money.
8: Who are your favorite male and female actors from movies from before 1970, way back?
5: Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Uh, you know, I was a child before 1970. i have so. only seen historical
8: evidence <laughs> yes, of it. Yes, I've
1: seen historical evidence of it, I guess. Okay, so what's like my favorite 60s movie? Oh, probably The Graduate. Ah.
8: Uh,
1: yeah. And so the male would be Dustin Hoffman, and the female would be Anne Bancroft, who was gorgeous and yeah. An amazing actress. I loved her and
8: everything she did post seventy. Also, yes, yeah, she was amazing. In fact, better than Dustin Hoffman in the movie. <laughs> okay. But you know, with all due uh, credit to Dustin Hoffman, you know, a great actor and, and certainly a great uh, and
1: someone who later did Rain Man.
8: That's right. Oh, he's done so many great movies. Wait, wait, and he's been don't so move great. on.
1: And in Rain Man, there is a famous scene where he kept saying, "Gotta watch a people's court. Gotta watch a people's right. court." So
8: absolutely. Yep. So uh, I suppose you're going to ask me now which ones uh, I would Yes. Pick, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say for the actor, I'm going to say Lee Marvin. Okay? He was in so many movies, and he was usually a tough guy or a bad guy. But then when I was maybe in first grade, he made a movie called Cat Ballou, and he was a funny guy. He so was actually comedic, and he ended up winning an Oscar for it. And plus he was in The Dirty Dozen.
1: So. And favorite uh, female?
8: Uh, I'm going to say, Barbara, one say Barbara. Out, this, no, this one's coming <laughs> way out of right field, Piper Laurie. Uh She played opposite Paul Newman in The Hustler in 1961, and it was just, it was a role that was just, she should have won the Oscar for, for best, best Actress that year, and, and she didn't, but uh,
2: she was absolutely phenomenal. This is the plaintiff, Sarah Moore. She says the defendant is her ex-husband and he stole her pandemic stimulus checks and he won't give her the money for them. This is outrageous behavior. She needs the judge to order him to pay the $2,000. She says he owes her. This is the defendant, Jim B. He says his ex-wife isn't the sharpest crayon in the box because she's owed nothing. That's right. The IRS knows what it's doing. They sent the checks to him and only him. And he owes his money-grabbing ex, Zip. He's accused of stimulating a lawsuit.
0: All parties, please raise your right hands. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Moore, you are suing your ex-husband, Mr. Besaw, for $2,000, the first and second stimulus check, which apparently the IRS deposited into an old joint account or something. Talk to me and tell me what happened. Well, I seen on my phone that where it got deposited and uh, IRS showed me. Okay, and why did it get deposited there? When did you guys get a divorce? October the 12th, 2020. Okay, So you had filed jointly the prior year?
0: Yes, we did.
1: Who handled the taxes in your house? Jim did. Okay. Mr. Besaw, did you receive your ex-wife's stimulus check?
9: The stimulus was deposited into my account. It was not a joint account. Uh, I understand the stimulus money to be based on the, uh, the income of the taxpayer and the amount of dependents. And uh, therefore, the IRS deposited the stimulus money into my account.
1: And you believe the IRS is all knowing and knows who deserves it. And so uh, it must be you who deserves it if the IRS said so.
9: I wouldn't quite go that far. Well, that's exactly
1: how far you went in your answer to the complaint. I don't make this stuff up. I can't. I don't no. have the creativity to make this stuff up. Um, can I ask you about your relationship? The two of you got, how long were you folks married? Just a year. About
9: 14 months.
1: 14 months. Okay. And how long did you know each other, Mr. Besaw, before you got married?
9: Well, uh, what, five or six months, uh, sir, something like that.
1: I don't know, I'm kind of asking you right now, but um,
9: so about about I would say 5 or 6 months, yes.
1: Was the breakup your choice or her choice? It was
9: her choice.
1: So tell me about it.
9: Well, she abruptly left me and uh, she she stopped speaking with me the moment she was preparing to leave our house and she has not s- talked with me since uh, and I did not have her address or her phone number. Uh, the only way I had to communicate possibly with her would be through her daughters. Initially, they responded to my texts, and then they they uh, eventually stopped responding. Did I, I, did I she made, break
1: up with you in person and tell you why she was leaving, or did she sneak out in the middle of the night?
9: No, she did it right right in front of me, but she never did tell me why she was leaving. Did she, you, stopped, stopped, she stopped talking to me the minute she decided to walk out of her house.
1: Okay, well, what was the problem, though? I mean, it usually... So, you know it may be a surprise that she left but usually people know there's a problem
9: we we had we had an issue with uh, and and i i don't think i i think we rectified the issue but we had a problem her her children wanted to visit on weekends but i i worked a graveyard weekends and i had to sleep i i suggested why can they not visit during the week instead and i was told well that is not convenient for them well weekends were not convenient for me.
1: You feel that what?
9: Well, she she was she did not want to work, uh, and she did not work, and I I didn't have a problem with that. But so I, I considered her to be my dependent. And uh, when I found was she uh, listed
1: as your dependent on your
9: taxes? I believe the the filing of 2019. I believe so. No, um, she's listed as because, your spouse
1: on your taxes. Your spouse is not your dependent. Okay. You know. No.
9: Well, (laughs) well, there were, there was, two of us that uh, she wasn't working, so she was dependent upon me for income.
1: Yes, that's very nice, but um, that is a joint decision that a couple makes, and the stimulus check is person specific. Okay, it is not. uh, You know what? I do all the spending, and she's a jerk. She wouldn't talk to me after she dumped me. That's (laughs) not how the stimulus check works. You see? So. What do you think is going to happen here, Mr. Know. Bisa? <laughs> well,
9: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know that it was in her name or not. It there was, it was just simply deposited into my account. I don't know whose name was. was Mr. Okay. Bisa?
1: Mr. Bisa, look at me. Yeah. You got a fourteen hundred dollar check and a second fourteen hundred dollar check, right? Then you got a six hundred dollar check and a second six hundred dollar check, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. But you are not a conjoined twin. You know that all those checks weren't for you. You know that two of those were for her, and you've gone through these mental gymnastics about why you deserve them when the truth of the matter is not a word you are saying is legally relevant. The checks are person-specific. They belong to her, and I am ordering you to pay her $2,000. That is my verdict.
5: So the plaintiff prevails. She is going to get the $2,000 back from her ex-husband. Mr. Bissau, what do you think of the judge's verdict? You surprised at all?
9: No, I'm not surprised. I I just, uh, you know, I had been trying to communicate with her, and uh, I never got any response back. So I'm not sure how I could have uh, got the money to her if if indeed it was hers. Uh, I don't know how I could have gotten that money to her when she was not responding to me. She wasn't answering me. I don't know what I should. Well, how are you going to give it to it? her
5: now? I mean, the judges order you to get uh, that money to her. How are you going to go about it now?
9: Well, now that everything's above board and and uh, I've been ordered to do so, I I can uh, I'll I'll mail it to wherever Sarah tells me to mail it. Well, I'm going to talk to her in a
5: moment. Why don't you listen and she'll give you instructions on what to do? <laughs> okay. okay, how about that? I can do that. Let's find out. Work. All right, Sarah, Ms. Ms. Moore. Let me ask you. Your your ex husband is wondering how he gets the money to you. What advice do you have for him?
1: Uh, to my son's house.
5: Does he know where that is? Yes, sir. He All does. Right. So he should send them to. He's going to send them to your to your son's house. Okay. Yes, sir. Congratulations. By the way, you're getting two thousand dollars. You glad you sued your husband, your ex husband? Yes, sir. Well, you don't seem so thrilled, but anyway, Yeah, well, <laughs> it worked for you.
1: Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. I really am because, you know, we've had, it, this been problem after problem. And I just didn't be with him because of things, you know, that happened, things that was done long time, you know, and I just, you know, didn't want to be with anybody like that. So that was the deal.
5: All right. Well, he's heard you now. He will send the money to, uh, to your son's house. And uh, hopefully I'll okay. end all of this
7: dispute you're having. Okay? Okay. Good enough. All right. All righty. Congratulations. All right, Harvey. You know, Doug, everybody should know this. If you get a check uh, and it belongs to somebody else and you cash it, that could be a crime. It's theft. And theft is a crime. So it really is something you should think about. Now, in a situation like this, maybe the guy really did think it belonged to him. It didn't. But really be careful because if you know it's not yours and you cash it, you could end up in criminal court.
1: Can stores, planes, shows, concerts, et cetera, require you to have and show a vaccination card before they let you in? What about the HIPAA laws?
8: This is the brave new world that we're entering into now in this pandemic scenario that we're all living through. Um, there's only one governor or one state so far in the country that has either legislation or an executive order uh, that would it's actually an executive order it's an executive order correct uh, that particular governor has said that no business can forbid you to enter their business or to get services from their business if you don't prove that you've been vaccinated you know, if you don't have i don't vaccine. think
1: he has that power i agree with you first of all i'm not sure he has that power to just say it by edict right. but also i don't think Anybody has that power to tell private business what they will and won't require. Um, so, you know, we're going to see how this all shakes out. I mean, I, I we have someone who's near and dear to us, my trainer, who says, I'm not getting vaccinated. Um, and he has yeah. his reasons for who doesn't want to get vaccinated. And he recently told me I'm going to have to get vaccinated. He's Why? going to come around. Well, I mean, he's going to come around <laughs> because all of a sudden people are telling him, you're not coming to my house unless you're vaccinated. Right. Or he wants to go to concerts and he won't be able to get in unless he's vaccinated. Right, so. Right. Yeah. Um, also,
8: you know, there's going to be some exemptions, probably. We might see some exemptions for religious reasons. We might see some health reasons. ADA, ADA issues, people who are suffering from conditions or disabilities that prevent them from really safely getting a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, we may have to carve out exemptions for them um you can't and, say
1: oh no one can ask me if i've been vaccinated because there are hipaa laws right. because there are a million situations yeah. where we demand proof of vaccination like to universities over,
8: and schools people tend and, to overestimate hipaa and the privacy yeah. rights they're compelled through it. it's really kind of irrelevant to this whole issue yeah. I would say. this
2: is the plaintiff Thelma neal she says her irresponsible neighbor parked too close to her car and hit it causing damage The defendant didn't even inform her about the damage. Another neighbor saw the whole thing and told her she's here suing for the $1,826.99. The irresponsible defendant owes her. This is the defendant, Allison. She says the plaintiff antagonizes her by parking too close to her car on purpose. One day, she couldn't get out and had to go to the airport. The plaintiff called the cops, accused her of hitting her car, and, well, here they are. She's accused of squeezing out of a spot. The defendant has filed a counter suit for $1,174.25, the money she's owed.
3: Got your happy price, Priceline.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Neal, you are suing your neighbor, Ms. Allison, for the damages to your car that you say are her fault. And Ms. Allison, you are counterclaiming the damages to your car because you
6: say it's all Ms. Neal's fault. Let's start with you, Ms. Neal. What's going on here? Okay. The defendant's son rang my doorbell asking me to move my vehicle that was parked into my own parking space. I replied to You the folks are neighbors next door to each other? Yes. We literally live next door to each other. So
1: how many spaces oh, yes. are in front of your house? Two spaces are in front of my house. And those two Actually, spaces belong two spaces. to you, correct? Yes. And Actually, then two spaces homeowner. are in front of her house and those belong to her, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. Correct. So when she moves in, according to you, what happens?
6: OK, so when she moved, when she moved in, when she parked her car, it was in my parking space. My daughter had came to visit. So my daughter rang her doorbell to ask her to move her car. I believe when, uh, when my daughter stated that she replied that she thought it was her parking space, which is OK, you're a new homeowner. So my daughter uh, specifically showed her where her two parking spots were. And then between June and November, you complained that she's parking too close to your car. Tell me about that. Yes. Each homeowner had their two parking spots. So the defendant has two parking spaces as well. But I believe what happens, she's tried to squeeze too many cars into a little spot. Okay. So she's over
1: the line. Yes. Okay. Now, yes, you sent well me a series line. of pictures that you wanted me to look at to show what you're describing. So I'd like to look at those pictures now. Tell me what I'm
6: looking at here. Okay. The black vehicle is my vehicle They're all black. And it's parked. Which right. is the black vehicle? The one on the very right-hand side. Okay. The defendant's vehicle is parked right next to mine. Now, the defendant's vehicle is not parked into that See it? How can I tell? I can't tell. Okay. I mean, I do see that
1: there's yes, a third please. car someone's show. trying to on the very very left-hand side, I see that a third car's trying to squeeze in there. Okay, this picture looks pretty obvious that you're crowding her, Ms. Allison. Why are you so far into her space on this picture? Can you see this picture?
10: I can. Okay. I oh, I've been parking there since I moved in in June. Um my husband's car, if you go back to the previous picture, yeah, the previous picture where you're trying to make three spaces out of two, that one. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> the, yes, the other car next, I'm sorry, the other car next to, to mine, which is my car, is the gray one. Yeah. The blue one is my husband's car. That that's the only parking spot that we got.
1: I don't you understand. Don't Did you get two spaces or one space when you bought the no, house? No,
10: we one. We only got one space. We still don't have two parking spots. Oh, okay. So this very day, we only have one parking. So, spot. are you trying to park two cars in one space? He, well, technically, it seems so, if I only got one Yeah, question, it sure I, seems
1: so. So let's talk about what happened, Ms. Neal. What happens on the day in question, which is why you're here?
6: Okay, on the day in question, again, her son rang my doorbell.
1: I believe it was her nephew, right, Ms. Allison? Yeah, her nephew oh, rings her yes, doorbell. Oh, okay,
6: I'm sorry, I didn't know. That's all right. I'm okay. sorry. And he said that she asked, the defendant asked that I move my vehicle. I replied, no, I'm not going to move my vehicle, because she frequently parked her car there, very close to my car. She, she said, if I, if I don't move my car, then she would hit my car. And again, I've said, I'm not going to move my car because I'm parked into my own parking space. So there are no stripes on the ground? They're no, no, they're not actually stripes, no, Your Honor. They're only a will, uh, will uh, stopper, a cement block In will front. stopper. Okay, um, I got
1: it. So, yes, so no, she think, contacts yes. you or, or, she, or the nephew knocks on your door and you say, no, I'm not moving it. I'm sick and tired of it. Now it's got to bother her instead of me. And then, and then she says what? She says to me, you know,
6: we're back and forth arguing. And she says to me, if I don't move it, she will hit my car. And I just, I just close my door and let it go. Okay. Door, you tell me, Ms. Allison,
1: what mm-hmm. ends up happening? Tell me about the argument that day. You send your nephew to go knock on her door. She says, I'm not moving it. And then what do the two of you say to each other?
10: So I leaned next to my car and she came out and she was yelling. She started cursing the board. So I said, oh, that's the kind of person I'm dealing with today. I'm not going to have it. So she was ranting. Whatever she was saying, I wasn't listening. I was totally ignoring her. She addressed me by my name. I said, you're speaking to me? She said, yes. She said, you could have come to me and said to me, you need to just park in my parking spot. I said, I'm not in your parking spot. I'm parking directly in front of my house. Okay, but not really. Right.
1: Because you have one space and you're parking two cars in it. And that's a problem. But do you ever tell Ms. Uh, Neal that if she doesn't move, you're going to hit her car?
10: I did. I stated that.
1: Did you mean you were going to hit it deliberately or you were worried you were going to hit it because you're not that good a driver? What did you end up doing? You didn't back out your car. You tell your nephew to back out the car. Right.
10: I couldn't couldn't get in the car at all. so you couldn't get in in the car on either side. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very I'm five ten two hundred and seventy pounds. Okay. I cannot climb into the car. All right, Sorry. so no, so
1: no. nephew goes in. Nephew is seventeen, and he he gets in. I guess through the how does he get in through the passenger because there's precious little
10: space he, there too. He climbed he climbed through the passenger. Side.
1: Okay, so then he gets in, and is Neph- Does nephew Neph- have a license? Does he drive?
10: No, he doesn't drive. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> is your nephew here? He is. Can I? I'd love to hear from nephew. Is he next to you? Sure. All right. Let no, me, oh, there he is. All right. Down. Can we swear him in,
2: please? Absolutely. Can I get you to raise your right hand for me, sir? Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So I'll help you, God. Yes. Thank you, Your Honor.
1: All right, nephew. You have a name? Oh, uh, My name is Ricardo. Ricardo. Will you please tell me what happened? Have you ever driven before this time?
10: Uh, I've had like. Like people have told, like put me in the driver's seat in the empty parking lot before, but other than that, no.
1: All right, darling. So what happened when your auntie told you get in that driver's seat and back out this car? What happened?
10: Okay, so when I essentially climbed into the car, I, I I was just eager to get the car out. So instead of trying to listen to her, I just put the car in drive and stepped on the gas.
1: And what happened?
10: The car backed out really fast, and it hit the um, plaintiff's car.
1: Right. Okay. Who do you, whose fault do you figure that is?
10: Um, my fault.
1: Well, I figure it's her fault for putting you in the driver's seat, but uh, okay, I'll take that. So, Ms. Allison, tell me, what is your defense?
10: Because I'm lost. Well, my defense is I believe she was being malicious because for an elderly lady to park, she was the one who came home that day and parked extremely close. To me, and crawl out her passenger side to get out the car. It just goes to show. I think that she was just being calculated to go through all that process to block me in because she came outside and she. was- How many times had person. she
1: asked you to stop parking two cars in one space?
10: Never, and that's where she just told a lie earlier. She never. When I when I initially moved in, what my realtor said to us said to me actually is that the parking spot belongs to the public. It's it's it, it, there's no That's a parking spot is not assigned to anyone per se. So when Understand, she says these do,
1: two belong to me, that's not true.
10: That's what I was told. No parking spot. That's why it is hard for me to get the other neighbor. Do to you have any
6: uh, proof, Ms. Neal, that you have a right to that space? When I purchased the home uh, 30 years ago, each homeowner was assigned Two parking spaces. Right. right but in front do you, of their home. I presume Each your homeowner.
1: deed. I'm sorry. Listen to me. If they belong to you, it'll be in your deed. Yes. Have you looked at your deed to see if you own yes. two parking
6: spaces? Yes, Your Honor. Each homeowner has the own. Except for that she only you say that. But front. the
1: fact that she bought the house and only has one space is making me worry that you might not be right about your claim. You understand what I'm saying? So if I were you Yes, I understand you. Yeah, if a- I were you, I yeah. would try to find something to to have some peace among everybody that says these are your spaces. I understand and you. then I would take out a stencil and I would write on my two spaces so nobody ever parked in them again. I would write on both of them so nobody but you have to understand too, Ms. Allison, that you must park in front of the parking barrier because bad stuff like this happens if you don't. Do you understand that, Ms. Allison? Because if you try to let two people park in there, you're going to have trouble squeezing in. Okay, so it's a terrible idea to just handle it the way you've been handling it. So as far as your counterclaim against Ms. Neal, I am finding in favor of Ms. Neal because the accident is clearly your fault and or your nephew's fault, although the poor thing was probably just following orders. And as far as Ms. Neal's claim against you, I am finding in her favor in the amount of the one thousand eight hundred and twenty six dollars and ninety nine cents. That is my judgment. Good luck, folks.
5: So the judge fines for the plaintiff for the full amount, the $1,826. Ms. Allison, you heard the judge. You heard her advice. Honestly, I
10: told myself that's the only way I would have paid her if the judge decided that I was wrong. So the judge rendered her verdict, and that's fine.
5: Do you think you can work this out and, uh, you know, be a peaceful neighbor?
10: (laughs) I never had a problem with her before. So, yes, I'm fine.
5: All right. Uh, Ms. Neal, you okay with that?
6: And I have no problem with working things out with the defendant your uh, defendant, but I am glad that justice was served.
5: All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much.
7: All right, Harvey. You know, Doug, I think in a situation like this, um you need to get a third party involved before there's a problem. They clearly were having problems before, and the problems resulted in this damage. So if somebody is doing something like this, parking too close, doing whatever, go to the landlord and just say, Look, I need your help. This tenant is being unreasonable, and you're gonna be on notice here too that my car is in danger right now of getting scratched and damaged. The landlord may be able to mediate this thing and avoid you going to court. Is it too late to go to law school at 40?
8: It is definitely not too late to go to law school at 40. My oldest brother started medical school at 31. And that's a long road because most doctors are going to have four years medical school and at least three years of residency or internship. Some are going to have four or five, seven years. But, you know, you got to follow your dreams. And what's wrong with becoming a lawyer at 40?
1: I went to law school. I had a friend in my section
8: who was 56 and you were like Doogie Howser. You were you were. I was 21. Were 21. I was 20.
1: But she was 56. Right. And she was just the bee's knees. We were all just so excited that she was going to law school at that stage. And she was going full time. But the point is that life is a, you know, an extended journey. And you, your learning process should be lifelong. It shouldn't end at 20 or 20-something. It should it should just ex- right. extend to the rest of your life. It's Explore never too late.
8: figure out what you want to be. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be. Right. <laughs>